Hello everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bobby's Bites. I'm really sorry for the extended hiatus. I hoped it wouldn't happen, but the holidays and everything, it was just, it was a lot. But I'm happy to be back with another one. Um, so this week's Parsha is Bereshis, the first Parsha in, in, in the whole of the Torah, and the story about us all. And um, in, in, this, in this week's Parsha, you know, God creates the world, obviously, and He creates man. And He creates the Garden of Eden, places man inside, and He tasks Adam, man, to name the animals. And he says that with this task of naming the animals, the angels will see that his wisdom is, is surpasses theirs. It's an interesting question. Well, first of all, why is he showing the angels that their that his wisdom will surpass theirs? And then, second of all, what's what's this idea of of naming of naming the animals? And so. It says that this was, the Rebbe was saying that this was his avoda. This was his service. How how before Adam sinned by eating from the tree of knowledge, by yeah by eating from the tree of knowledge, entering into the world of good and good and evil, and then ultimately being evicted from the Garden of Eden. At which point we start regular life where good and evil exists, and we have to choose between them. He exists in in the Garden of Eden, which is a perfected state. It's a it's it's a, it's a state of order, perfect order. And his job there is to cultivate the garden, to build it up, to make it more and more beautiful, more and more increasingly beautiful. And this is done by naming the animals. And secondly, the angels. Cannot sorry. Before I say that, the naming of the an- animals was not just a naming of the animals. This was a naming. We know in Hebrew that the words that are said are not just simple words, but rather they are. They are the essence of the thing that is being named. They are a, a, a direct manifestation of its core, of its essence, of its root, of of what it is. So an ox named an ox, a shore. It is assured the way it is up high in, 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 in the higher realms. The animal, the angels couldn't do this. <laughs> However, it's interesting that they couldn't do this because they, the angels themselves make up what they are, the potential that, that, that manifests itself or expresses itself down here into this world. But yet, the angels themselves couldn't name it. Meaning, they couldn't provide. They couldn't see the way it came down in this world. Yes, they had. They had the source. Yes, they had. They had the blueprint for how it'd be drawn up. But how it was in practice, in actuality, they couldn't name it. Only Autumn could. And this speaks about the level of man. How his chokhmah is superior to that of the angels, because while the angels are on a lofty supernal level, they can, they cannot deal with opposites. They can't have material and physical. They can't see the way the animal is, the world is in terms of inanimate animate and animal objects or vegetative I should say instead of animate um, down here in this world and the way they are above. They can only see the way they are above before they come down. Whereas Adam could see both. 
and this speaks to 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 what his service was what his service was by cultivating the garden of eden by making it beautiful what was that by naming the animals by naming the vegetation by naming the inanimate objects it connected the the finite with the infinite connecting the source with the outcome and how it is that seems you know maybe arbitrary but when we think about what what it means when God said let there be light well he said let there be light he didn't say let there be something else and then there was a word light no he said let there be light that's the essence of it that's a, a word and he connected that essence of it on a divine level with what it means down here on earth or in the finite realms the angels couldn't do this again because they, because they were on such a lofty level and it talks about angels that fell from heaven and they fell when they when they when they when they came down to earth they fell they faltered why because they couldn't deal with the materiality they couldn't deal with they were only able to survive in the higher realms that was where their, their environment their ecosystem was suitable for them to, to thrive but here down on earth where there was no divinity or seemingly hidden right they they fell and couldn't get back up they were crushed and on this note, I think this this relates to who we are as people, as Adams, as 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 humanity, where we are we are in the world of Tikkun. We're in the world of order, but at the same time, the animals they come from the world of Tohu, from the world of chaos, which was higher than the world of Tikkun, and. On, on upon whose shards this world of Tikkun is built. So the world of chaos, what is that? The world of chaos is anything that's unknown to us. I mean, at least this is my, my take on it, that anything is unknown to us. We live in the Garden of Eden symbolically. When we're children, we live in the Garden of Eden in our parents' home, right? And at that point in time, we're able to name things. Children start by naming objects. They start by naming their surroundings. At that point in time, things become ordered. They become, they become relevant in their life. They become relevant in their, in their life. And they now become something that's not mysterious, but something that can be dealt with. Versus things that are in the world, in the world of, of Tohu. Things that are in, in the world of chaos that are unknown to you. They're mysterious. They live in the shadows. They're, they're a force to be contended with. They're taking a risk. They're going be going out of the garden of, of, of the garden of Eden and contending with, some, with with the world at large. And I believe that means something about us as human beings, which is what why our level of chokhmah is superior. Because it, it's it's by this nature that we, th through naming things, through ordering things in, in our world, we begin refining the world. We begin creating nuances in the world and, and, and bettering the world. And as a result, bettering ourselves. When we have, we have emotions, right? Within, within us, we have the animal soul who you know, wants to be heard, right? But his, his essence also stems from the angels. And we remind him 
that his essence stems from the angels by naming as, him as a behema, right? As he is, a, he is an animal. Okay, fine. But we have we have to unite ourselves with ourselves, with the animal within us. So what does that mean? That means categorizing. That means labeling. That means naming emotions. That means when you feel something. Well, what are you feeling? It must. It might be frustration. It might be hunger. It might be you know somebody cut you off in traffic, or it might not be somebody who cut you off in traffic, but it might be something that happened to you earlier in the day that you've just been repressing, and then when somebody cut you off in traffic, that's what actually set you off. And we don't introspect like this, I think, but I think it's important to, and in my opinion, this is kind of what this idea of, of naming means because if you don't name things, they're just a mystery and they just live in the world of chaos. And we can say, you know, that's fine over there, but, you know, if you're walking through the forest and you see a mushroom, you're like, oh, I know mushrooms are edible. Well, that's not true. Not all mushrooms are edible. Only some mushrooms are edible. And if you know the differences between the mushrooms that are edible and the ones that'll, you know, send you on a trip, then that's beneficial that'll help you survive that'll help you live in the same way when we start being able to, to name things we understand its essence and what its essence is mean it means how it can be used for how it can be used for good how it can be used to better our life and better society and better ourselves and on a further point this speaks to something that I was thinking about which is that the angels fell right when, when they when they, when they came down to this world they can't contend with the world they can't sort of thrive in the world of materialism while human beings can there's a thing called affluenza which is where affluent children unfortunately children from very rich families you know um, they unfortunately commit suicide or you know do get really depressed and, and stuff like that and the question is why they have everything well they have everything they have everything except for meaning because they have everything nothing else ma nothing else matters to them so they falter they fall when 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 they go out into the world and they have to become themselves because they have everything they fall they crumble they get crushed and they are crushed by the world and now this is also true with respect to children who've had no challenges when their parents are coddling them and then push all obstacles out of the way and then when they go out into the world they can't do anything instead one should rear a child and give them enough challenges so that that they can know sorry you give them enough love and enough challenges enough help and 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 and, and again enough enough challenges that they can be able to become themselves by virtue of exploring, by virtue of going out into the world from their garden reading, from their, their, their place in life and go out and, and take a risk. But they know that they, they have somewhere to come back to that's safe, that's guarded, right? And they're slowly cultivating themselves. And then finally, when they're out into the world, like, proverbially eating from the fruit of the tree of knowledge and going out into the world when they're on their own and now they themselves have to deal with deal between good and evil versus their parents saying this is good and this is bad now it's your choice well now you can make good decisions not only that but you're a force of nature you've become yourself fully you know how to categorize things in the way that they are not in the way that 
you that that is subjectively true, but the way that they are ob- objectively true. And this is this is how why we are superior to the angels in terms of our wisdom, because we can connect how things are in this world to how they are on a divine plane, and live in both realms by by merging those two opposites by what language naming categorizing and lastly an important point there's a lot I've thought about this but this idea is also there's a book called 1984 and in it they create this language called Newspeak and Newspeak has a has a very limited vocabulary and one word that's missing from it is revolution or rebellion revolution and rebellion so I guess two words and why are they why are they missing because they're living in a dictatorship and in order for them to to rebel they need to be able to discuss rebelling they need to be able to communicate rebelling so if there's no name for it if there's no word for it then they, they can't discuss that topic they first have to create a word for that concept to then begin discussing that concept and then how to go about it but herein lies the, lies the, lies a message that we're a, that we have names that we have abilities of categorizing naming items naming naming concepts naming animals naming ideas because then we can talk about them we can join our human forces with not just ourselves but with the world around us and discuss things and and build them up discuss the nuances and make them make the world better cultivate our our garden and order chaos and yeah i think that's what i want to say thank you so much for listening to my my bobby's bite this week so l'chaim l'chaim and i hope i hope everyone has an amazing shabbos